0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1987, four childhood friends were reunited after 10 years to investigate the murder of a mentor they all shared. During this time, they unlocked the deep secrets of the past and found themselves exposed to the darkness that surrounded them. Soon it became more than a fight for justice. And instead, it became a fight against the ultimate evil. Six months later, in the winter of 1988, bonded by their knowledge of the dark unknown, they have decided to no longer be the victim. Now they seek out the deep roots of satanic corruption that hides in the shadows of society, all the while trying to mentor a new companion seeking justice for the death of his cousin. Institutionalized is the second story arc in the Chronicles of Darkness first edition story, The Ultimate Evil, set in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1988. Join us in this tale of satanic horror with Wayne, played by Adam, Che, played by Andrew, Alex, played by Mitch, Michael, played by Slavic, and the newcomer Derek, played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM and on Facebook and Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So Wayne, you are standing out in this hallway, and you're leaning against the wall, and you can kind of hear different sounds coming through these doors. You can hear the sounds of argument, like, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. Or you hear, Like babies crying, or then oh, there's a moment where you hear one of the doors open, you're like what's that? You look at the door as it opens, you just see like a train of like eight year old kids, just go Dang! like they're playing tag through the hallway and they run by you. And you're just kind of like they don't even pay you no heat as you're just standing there watching them as they run down the hallway. <laughs> and then you hear more like ah, ah or you hear like t- sounds coming through, you hear TVs coming through, these are like paper thin walls. What's going on in your head as you're like leaning against the wall, knowing that Derek and Michael are, are in there probably talking to this kid? I'm just kind of thinking about the place.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a it's a sad place to live, definitely. But then again, Wayne also lives in kind of a shitty place too, so it's not like he's comparing or anything. He's just kind of like recognizing like, man, these kids have it kind of tough. Like he's watching the kids run around and stuff. But he he kind of like finds hope in the fact that they're still just making their own fun like kids do. And he's kind of just thinking about this Toby fellow and he's just hoping that that he's okay and that his innocence isn't totally lost
0: for sure for sure as you're thinking about that eventually you hear the door open and you see Michael and Derek walk out and you hear a voice from within like all right thank you I'll give you a call if I hear anything and you hear the door close behind him you guys look and you see Wayne lean against the wall go ahead scenes on you guys how'd it go in there guys went okay uh
2: let's discuss this in the car as so you, Michael sort of walks over to it, opens the door and thinks about bumming a cigarette off of Wayne, decides
0: against it. What is Mike's what's going on in Mike's head right now? Like, what is his body? Because to me, you saying that you want a cigarette is telling me that you're out of your comfort zone, you know, like that you were thinking about having a cigarette. Like, what are you feeling? right Well, now? it's
2: it's it's less out of his comfort zone and more like a. Well, he's sort of like pissed off. Not, like, anyone in general, but at, like... The temper's coming out. Your vice. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's sort of angry at the people who are responsible for, you know, the weird shit with the kids. And he thought Toby, like, discovered this, and then he went straight to, like, the counselor or whatever. But this sounds more like
0: uh, he knew about it for a long time. Let me get a wits and empathy role, Derek and Wayne, at this moment, please. I know that's uh, a role you've been doing a lot, but there's been a lot of self-reflection going on by everyone. Uh, one success. Yeah, I didn't make that one. Wayne, as you see Mike walk past you, you kind of, for a moment, are almost like brought back into the past of, of times where you've seen Mike upset. You, know, you knew he had an anger problem. It's kind of like emitting from him, almost like a heat. Oh, at the time when he walks by you, like he has this fierceness, especially when he's like, we'll talk about this in the car. The way that was said in the tone wasn't like, oh, hey, let's talk about the car. It was more like, we'll talk about in the car. And you see him walking past you for a second. You see him look at you for a second, like he's thinking about something, and then he just keeps walking uh, as you guys make it outside into the parking lot. You're greeted again by that sharp cold. And this time you can actually like kind of hear off to the right, some kids and you look and you see they're like bundled up in snowsuits and everything like that. You see they're kind of by a snowdrift, like sliding down it on the slide. That is along there as you guys are standing in the parking lot heading towards the van. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys.
1: Mike, everything all right with you?
0: Yeah. Uh, turns out the kitty diddling
2: shit at the school. Well, Toby knew about it for quite some time. Talked to Jason about it when he first ran away. Damn, I wonder...
1: And you'll see Wayne kind of like looks off into the distance and he, he has like a very like disgusted look on his face. Like it's like, just like this twisted up expression. he's like, man, I hope that kid never. And he's kind of just like hope, like he's hoping like, man, I hope that kid was never, you know, abused himself or anything in part of this. I know,
2: but apparently he went out of the school or like he was bullied there and everything, but there's like, other reasons, like he was afraid of someone or, I'm not sure if it was like a specific person, or a systemic issue, or if he was afraid of like, some someone in general, or like a concrete person, or group of persons, because let's be honest, this probably has several people involved. It sounded like a, like systemic
3: thing to me. Apparently, Toby specifically told Jason, about this Keith, the former head of school,
2: being, well, just a bad person. Yeah, definitely.
0: What do we know about Keith, by the way, out of character? You know that Keith's name is Keith Galloway. And you just know that, basically, Michael McNulty told Wayne that Keith Galloway used to be the head of the school, but a year ago he left. The school has been was closed for a year and then it reopened with the new head of the school being Garrett Dodson. And that's who McNulty tried to speak to about the pitchers. You know, when Toby told him about the pitchers, but you got kind of the impression of shut the fuck up in color kind of thing. You know, when he tried to bring it up, hope that makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do we know if he's still alive or like how old he was or anything
0: like that? You don't uh, as of now. You know what? Hold on a second. I'm not being fair to you all. Let me let me think. Of, let me think of a roll here. Let's do intelligence plus politics. Go ahead and roll it. I'm going to require a difficulty of two, so two successes or more, please. I can't roll intelligence plus politics. Rather,
2: it's a chance yeah, die for me.
0: Oh, does that mean I have? How um, about a I have minus one dice. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so none of you really know who this guy is, you know. So yeah, you're, you're not quite. We sure don't know. You don't know, yeah. I like that about you guys. You're like, I just don't know. That's gonna make the story better. So you guys get into the car, I take it, or are you guys still standing outside the car? Uh I guess when we're in the car talking about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Derek would have opened up the car, turned out the heating and okay. everything. Where are you guys heading to now? I mean it's like six thirty right now, you know, like in the evening. What day of the week is it? It's a Monday, we'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All so, right. I mean, you can go you, if you want to go to the main bar. You can go to the main bar. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Talking. That's I was thinking, but not yet. Not yet. Oh wow!
2: I mean, six thirty. <laughs> uh, I I thought it like uh, we still need a couple of traumatic experiences to really, really. Oh, get Derek, the main bar experience.
0: I mean, I would say for, <laughs> I yeah, it's your call. I would say Derek has a, had a pretty like. You know yeah, I mean? De-
2: Derek. It has a relatively high amount of traumatic experiences. Right <laughs> However, relatively to our past traumatic experiences,
0: oh, Michael and Wayne are like, yeah. You go to the airport. I mean, there might be someone at the airport still working at 6.30. You know what I mean? For like when people fly in at night, they get rental cars. You can go back, see if you can find out any information. Oh, yeah, computer. that's true. So here's yeah. the, here's the things. You can go to the airport. You can try to call the airport. You can see if the database has any information on that Keith guy or you can see if you can like find any information about the school but I would say that's more of a library thing you're going to need and libraries might be open for like another hour or two you know uh, the state library or you have the Bismarck library which is kind of like a, a privatized library which when you think of normal libraries you think of that you can go to also that's probably open to like nine or ten there also so those are different avenues that you can approach or you can go have beer I don't care <laughs> like you know Whatever's clever. Wayne does
1: kind of want a beer because he's very stressed out, but also I could see him kind of trying to like ride that adrenaline and like go to the airport and just kind of like go to the, go to like the front desk of this rental car place and just be like, I need information about this now. And just like, kind of just like, I mean, he's probably not going to, he knows he's probably not going to get anywhere, but he's just <laughs> like, he's kind of fired up. So it's like either that or have a beer, I think to, him you
2: know let's go to the airport Derek do you want us to I'll let you off somewhere you want um, to get dro- dropped off at your parents house this is, is kind
1: of <laughs> looking <to Derek. laughs> I mean, we
2: can we can go to our place and then change cars whatever oh yeah um, it's, it's getting pretty late and we realize that you're the new guy so
3: oh no, it's fine I mean if this is your usual
2: working hours I'm not going to like step out Alright. Well, when it comes to PI, the usual working hours are whatever fucking works. Hell yeah. That anyway. <laughs> yeah, makes sense.
3: So, uh, are we making a stop at the, at the office or are we just going to the airport straight? I mean, I've, I think I...
0: Go straight up to the airport. So, the airport is actually on the same route that you make when you, uh, when you go to the office. So, you'll go back on Divide Street, you'll go on State Street, and you'll go down south a little bit, switch onto uh, North Ninth Street, then you'll get on Airport Expressway, as which basically State Street turns into South Ninth Street, turns into University Drive, and then eventually becomes Airport Ex- Expressway. So when you drive up to, I mean, this is all you guys know what I'm about to describe as characters, but as players. The bismarck airport is not what you usually think of when you think of a city airport it's not super big so basically you drive on airport expressway you get to where you can get off to the parking lot for the airport and the parking lot for the airport is rather small it looks like it could only like only holds like 50 or 60 cars it's not like a huge airport when you think of paid you know or or unpaid parking or under garage parking or anything like that there's actually only four terminals that are in the Bismarck airport. So once you park in the parking area, you see around you that there's streetlights and there's not a lot of cars that are currently in there. You see about 10 or 15 cars. Where there normally would be grass, you see snow. And when you get out of the vehicle straight ahead, you can see the taxiway where the planes land and the planes take off from. You can see like the glowing lights that are marked throughout there, but you don't see any planes that are about to take off or are landing at this moment. When you look to the east you see that there is a little pathway that's been shoveled of the snow and you see the snow like on both ends like little bankments of the sidewalk and when you, you know that when you walk in there and i don't even know let, let me ask you before we continue on have any of you actually ever flown or picked anyone up from the airport in, in bismarck do you think i would say that michael didn't hmm. what about you wayne and derek uh maybe once
1: Maybe right. he got a cheap flight to see his mom or something. It's only like a state away, but he's probably been to the airport like once or two other times to pick somebody up or he's just seen it or, you know, okay. like it's not that alien to him, but he it is unusual because he, it's not a place he finds himself often by any means.
3: Exactly. And what about you, Derek? Yeah, I'm thinking Derek maybe has memories from like childhood days hmm. when money was easier <laughs> yeah yeah come by, and maybe his parents took him i don't know
0: holidays east coast or something yeah yeah to like disneyland or to, to california or east coast or so yeah something like that yeah on a vacation all right so you wayne though probably are more familiar at this point you know than these other two and it's kind of funny because you're more driven i, I don't want to say you're more driven but you definitely like you said are riding that kind of crest of that adrenaline wave that you had earlier You start when you, you know, when you walk on the sidewalk towards like this door and it's a door that you like a glass door, but when you have to open, you know, when you walk through there, that's where you pick up people from who fly in like the bag there's two baggage claim areas there. And there's like, that's where the rental car booths are at and the ticketing booths. And then, you know, there's two escalators that go up where people who are going to fly out. Those are where the actual terminals are, where people will wait for their planes. So, you know, when you go through this. Glass door. All you're gonna to have to do is look to the left, and you're gonna see that along that wall, there's the Hertz, the Avis, you know, booths there for people to get cars. So you actually know that some of the rental cars are in the parking lot. Also, that you just parked, and that's where they kind of keep them. You also know, like when you walk in, you're gonna see, and you guys see this. We'll say you see straight ahead, you see the two luggage carousels, and you see steps. They're actually not escalators. Excuse me, the steps that go up to the second floor, and you see like there's a huge buffalo. Like a statue of a buffalo like a, a bronze buffalo that's in the middle of the airport there and you can even see further past that buffalo that there are like you see delta and united and like different like little signs that stick out where you can't quite see the people who are working the ticketing booths but you see that there's definitely not lines of people waiting there you know that like if you were flying and you wanted to buy a ticket or pick up a ticket you know this is the 80s you could just walk up there and buy a ticket with cash if you wanted to and leave, but you see that as soon as Wayne walks in, he looks to the left right away intensely and you see that he sees you see the Hertz sign, you see the Avis sign, and you see that there's people working there. And Hertz is obviously the one that you are wanting to go to. You see that there's this guy who's working or excuse me, there's this lady who's working the Hertz desk. She looks to be maybe like i don't know like maybe in her 20s or 30s but she looks kind of stern in this weird way she has her hair like in a in a bun like but it's like a teacher bun she looks like she could be like a mean grade school teacher you know she has this like thin lip veneer to her face and she kind of has like these very thick eyebrows that she hasn't really plucked or trimmed and she's just kind of like staring at wayne when he walks up because you two derek and michael even know that like long hairs aren't really like they're kind of frowned upon by some people in Bismarck. You know, there's a huge community of people like that, but there's also like a snooty kind of community in Bismarck. And you see her just kind of looking at Wayne as you two are following up. Go ahead. Uh, what do you Wayne, when you walk up there? Wayne, you want to take point?
1: Yeah, I'll go up there. And Wayne's
0: going to be unfolding
1: the printout of the Hertz information that they looked up earlier. We'll say that he didn't put that up on the cork board for now. And as he's looking at it, he's going to say, do you guys have any cash on you? Might have to kind of brute force this thing.
2: Yeah, Michael gives him like some cash.
1: Derek, it's your first day, so I wouldn't ask you to. And he like, meanwhile, he's looking in his wallet and he's grabbing whatever cash he has.
0: I don't know how much he has. Yeah. How has. much cash do you guys have altogether? Let's let's say this. I to. I have no idea about 80s dollars. So uh, what? Uh, what do, do, uh, is finance a background in the system? I should know this, but the resources. What's your dot and resources that you have, Michael?
3: I have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> don't know. Michael what's
0: has one dot and resources. And what's yours, Derek? I have two. Ooh, i think that's like all our all his money's going into it with i think that's free like cokes everyone takes a thousand dollars disposable per month or something oh nice yeah well we'll 80s it you know down it's like 300 dollars or 400 dollars. you know uh your parents feed you you know what i mean like you don't have to it's your work your side hustle what about you wayne what's your resources I actually don't have resources. Funny,
1: <laughs>
3: funny thing about yeah. Wayne.
1: I know, I know. Funny
0: thing, go figure. Uh, but so,
1: uh, I think it kind of makes sense though, because I do live in a trailer park yeah. and I like
0: to imagine that I'm literally paycheck to paycheck. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally would would think that too. So I could say like, you guys maybe could, if Derek chip in, chips in, maybe you could like scrounge and get like a hundred bucks, you know, in cash. Which yeah, is, that sounds reasonable. So did you want to chip in Derek? Yeah,
3: yeah I'm thinking Derek probably has like, gas money or something like yeah. that if his car ever breaks down he's like stuck in the middle of the Oh,
0: he has like how people in the 80s used to put like the 50 or something like slide yeah yeah, yeah. Car. So at the bottom uh of his uh i don't know glove compartment or yeah something. yeah 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 has it like hidden away so you see like derek unfolds his 50 like with this like religious like feel to it and you guys realize he's committed this guy not only said he's staying late you know he's not he's also like giving his emergency stash of 50 bucks you know he's kind of like handed it over to you Wayne so you have this hundred dollars in cash go ahead I'm sorry Derek what are you gonna say Derek elbows Michael this is tax deductible, right <laughs> <laughs> sure sure I'll put down as a business expense yeah so you guys like all put your money together and you have like a hundred dollars in cash all right Wayne so how are you gonna how are you gonna do this let's go ahead and do this Wayne.
1: So Wayne is like a little bit excited and he's, he's walking up to this front counter with a little bit of pep in his step, but then he kind of like slows down and you'll see he's trying to collect himself and he kind of just like brushes his hair back a little bit and he just like tries to make sure that his shirt is not like uh, messy looking and stuff like that.
0: Does smell <laughs> like weed? I'll just go ahead.
1: He does smell like <laughs> weed. <laughs>
0: it's, yeah, fuck it. He's a long um, hair.
1: Yeah. He just goes right up to the to the counter and, and he uh, kinda like puts his arm on the counter trying to seem pretty casual.
0: You just see this lady is looking at you. Like she's straight up not even trying to hide, like she just kinda looks at you and her eyebrow goes up. She's giving you like her eye slant, she tilts her head and she just one of her eyebrows raise up. She's like, Can I help you? Can I roll to see like how smooth I roll up
1: there? Like if I can like try to like I, I don't want her to just like rest yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, like, I'm, okay, gonna have, yeah, I'm gonna have
0: you, I'm gonna have you do that because I'm gonna if Depending on how you do, I'll add I'll let you add dice to certain rolls I'm gonna have you do. So I'm gonna have you roll a uh, presence and expression. Can't can't do it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <normal. I can't. laughs> so we like, I got this guy's like straight as his elbow his eyebrows along something.
1: Okay, no, I like that though. So like yeah. he, he does like you know, he probably does uh stink of weed a little bit and <laughs> yeah. he's kind of a little bit messy looking guy. And he puts his elbow on the table and she probably does have this vibe of like, this is going to be something maybe like a little bit Ske- odd.
0: Yeah. She's like, sketchy. So can I help you? And especially when you came from like outside and stuff towards like, you know, the terminals, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, I was just kind of wondering if you could uh, look into your computer and, uh, give me some information about a uh, car rental here. And he's going to just slide
0: the, the printout document forward. There's a moment she takes the printout document and she's like, what's this from? It's from a uh, home computer.
1: Uh, look, uh, I'm just um, and like Wayne is like feeling pretty stumped right now. He's just like hoping she would just do it. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Give me a what's in composure. He's like five successes. Cause I spent all my XP in that <laughs> two successes. All right. So as you walk up, you're like, oh shit. Like this is not going smooth. You sit back and you put, you, you know, you're adjusting your ponytail and you put your hands on your side and you're like, oh shit. I got my like PI ID in my pocket. You kind of feel it in your jeans and you're like thinking for a second. So go ahead.
1: I take the badge out. I put it right on top of this sheet that I've printed out on the computer Look, this is involving a missing person, a missing kid, actually. So I think you're gonna wanna just go ahead and help me out
0: here. So she like takes her badge and she looks at what's the picture like in your badge, by the way? Like how how how's Wayne's picture like in the badge? Just dumb looking. He has a shirt and
1: tie on, <laughs> and a ponytail, and it looks like he kind of like maybe put some something in it to like make it look more slick, like grease back. <laughs> and uh, his, his mustache is just looking wild and his eyes just look
0: stoned or no. and bloodshot okay and he's just got like this dumb goofy smile <laughs> i love this game so she looks at it for a second and then she looks at the other two you know like sees like Derek and michael are sitting back there and she's like looks at the paper and she's like what kind of case are you what kind, what kind of case are you looking into
1: like uh i really can't talk about it but
0: it's a missing person's kid's Kid's gone. We're trying to bring them home. Here's the thing, Mister. I'm not allowed to give out this information even to PIs. We're told specifically in our training program, the Hertz training program, that we only give information to law enforcement if they have the warrants. Uh, Right, exactly. Warrants. And this does not look like a warrant, mister. and she like taps the piece of, you know, the that weird copy or paper from back then or the printer paper, she taps it. You hear it wrinkled. That doesn't look like a warrant to me, mister. No, you're right. It's it's not a warrant.
1: I don't have a warrant. I'll I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's just I am a person, just like you're a person, and I'm just trying to help this kid get back to his grandpa. And you know, he could be in trouble, he could be in danger, and I have a feeling that the information that you could maybe help me with could bring him home safely. And Wayne will be taking some money out of his pocket and he'll just kind of like put it on the table and slide it over to her. But I mean, of course, I'm not trying to get you in any kind of trouble with your job, so.
0: So let's say have you roll cutting the deal. Manipulation plus persuasion plus equipment. So I'll say that piece of paper that you have in your badge and the money will give you plus three right there to your roll. And you have to roll... Versus my manipulation, persuasion, and equipment, and three to ten successes are required. So, how much money do you put down on the table right there?
1: Just whatever the pool of money was that we kind of. Like, oh, so you put upon. all of
0: it on there? A hundred dollars? Well, so,
1: I mean, it's like I I would have figured that like when I was collecting the money from the get go that like yeah. this is like what we were gonna try to do is like whatever they were cool with giving for the for the bribe. So like yeah. if if we want to say like. um I don't, I don't know, like what, what, what is the dollar amount? Like a hundred bucks?
0: Yeah, it's a hundred bucks, yeah. We could say I put 50 bucks on the table. 50 bucks like. on there. So go ahead and give me that roll then. So you're going to have your manipulation plus persuasion plus three for the money that you put on there.
1: Okay, this should be good. I have eight dice. Actually, can I
0: spend a willpower to- I was about uh, to say that. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, so how many dice do you add per willpower? One?
0: Three. Three. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, okay. Seven successes. Whoa, dude, holy shit. Okay, okay. When you walk up there, you kind of like, oh man, like she's not giving me right away. And there's a moment where you like slyly like put the money on the table. You see, she looks at the 50 bucks and you just see like her cheeks get a little blush and she like looks at you straight in the eye. And you see the moment where her eyes like even slit a little more and she kind of like tilts her head a little bit and she's like slowly like reaches her hand out all delicately and like takes the money back. Then she's like, just motions with their finger like once. And you're like, Ooh, you're like, there's moment you're looking at her and you're just like feeling like this, this, this weird, like tension in the air. And you see her like slowly gets on the thing computer a little bit. She clacks away. Then you see her like pull out this binder book and she like pulls it out. And then you see her take a pad and she like clicks a pen and she's like, r- and th- she'll like write and look at you and then look down and write and look at you and write down. And then she'll like flip the paper on the back. And then you see her, her like writing gets like all like wide while she's writing on the back, and then she is like turns it around and she's like, "Here you go." And she's like, "Um, on the back of that is my phone number." And she's like, "You know, you're kind of handsome. If you cut your hair, you'd look like Tom Selleck a little bit. I'm like, but feel free to call me. I get off work in about three hours if you want to call me. And I got an answering machine too, so if you want to leave your information, I can uh call you back there."
1: And uh, Wayne is pretty happy with himself right now. He's like kind of leaning in as she's like flirting with him a little bit, and their elbows are almost touching. He'll take the card and whatever she writes down and gives to him, and he'll kind of like give her like a finger gun and like a wink and like a
0: and. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Wayne's on fire today. Son of a bitch's finger guns. Like, and you guys have seen this. He saw this weird tension. You guys. Both Michael and Derek are like, what the fuck? Is he flirting with you? Cuz you see like he leans in and she leans in. You're like, what the heck is this shit? And then she's like, as you get up and walk away, you know, like lean back and walk away. She's like, "Oh, hey, hey one second." She's like, "That guy I left today. He he dropped off the car and I saw him fly off. So, just so you know, I don't think he's in town anymore, okay? But don't forget to call me, okay? Do you know where he went? Cuz I don't know where he flew off to. I don't I don't we don't keep track of that. I'm sorry.
1: All right. Well, thanks for the help and uh what did she give me by the way like
0: so she gave you his name she she gave you his like the 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 information she was given like the phone number for the guy and then she even wrote on there too i guess we'll say she just wrote on there like you know he dropped off the car like an hour ago you know what i mean and he flew off you know so and then she on the back you see like you see her name is melissa and you see like there's like like the eye on the melissa is like a heart and you see like she wrote like her phone number on there
1: i'm gonna be looking it over i'm gonna be like thanks marissa i'll be giving you a call and this <laughs> stuff here and i'm gonna do the motion like um like uh zipping his lips he's gonna be like this is between you and me i promise
0: yeah. yeah yeah of course of course and she just like and she does the guns back to you as she kind of just looks at you as so you walk up um, so you guys see wayne what's wayne's like demeanor like when he walks back to the gang because he walked in there pretty like intent not like what's his demeanor when he's walking back right now he kind of feels like a
1: like a bit of a badass like just, he's just <laughs> like you know like he, he did really didn't expect it to go that way at all and he kind of just thought even coming here was a little bit of a long shot like they're not going to help us yeah like, we're not actual cops We don't have a warrant and like everything she was saying at first he was like like in his head he's like no that makes perfect sense like i I get that. I don't know. Like he charmed her somehow. It's like a really confidence inspiring for him because he's really feeling like he's doing things now. He's not just that, that guy who works at the convenience store. He's a detective and he's, uh, he's going in and smoothing over people to get information. And he really just feels
0: like he's in this role. Yeah. He's fighting the ultimate evil. Alright, so you guys see him walking up. Go ahead, scene's on you guys. He looks all confident. Look at you, Wayne. You look pretty happy.
1: Yeah. What do you guys think of her? And you'll just be like looking back
2: at at her? Michael will sort of raise his eyebrow, look at her, look at Wayne. I don't think it counts when you pay him.
1: What are you talking? She wanted me to call her, man. That was just a that was just a professional tip. It's it's me she wants. Sure,
0: brother. Sure. Chris, what does she look like, by the way? Uh, as I explained before, she kind of looked like a like a stern like like grade school teacher in a way. Like she's maybe thirties, but she has like her hair back in this tight bun. Kind of has like thicker eyebrows. I would say, like I don't want to sound demeaning, but I'd say she's like uh, average in, in look. Yeah,
1: Wayne is like actually considering calling her. So, oh yeah,
0: I mean I don't blame. He's him, like, like trying
1: to. He he's like kind of upset that Michael would suggest that. He was like, no, that that, really that was just <laughs> that wasn't even. I didn't. I don't even think I had to to give her that. I think that. Went so well, I could have could have kept that, kept fifty bucks, <laughs> use it on our first date. Maybe
2: fucking with you, no Need to get so upset. All right, but look at what I got. And he's
1: gonna like he's gonna be very hush hush, like kind of leaning into the the group, and he's like opening up the paperwork that he has with him. So it's like the the Hertz thing that they printed out, and then on top of that is a little handwritten note from Marissa.
0: As you see when he opens it up it's the melissa side with the phone number and he's like oh shit and he's like turn out to show you the information that actually says it says the guy's name was Brian Carter and you see and you see that he dropped off the <laughs> there's a phone number there and you see that he dropped off it at around like 5 p.m. so around the time when you guys were at the apartment complex he like dropped it off and flew out go ahead scenes on you guys so we got a name we got the times i don't know it's it's a start yeah Don't know any
2: Brand Carter, but I'll have to look into that. Derek, you think you'd be able to uh,
1: use your computer stuff? And uh... do we have like a home
3: address? I mean, it was easy enough if we're just looking in Bismarck, but if we're
0: looking like 51 states, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you you realize that, Derek? Too. Yeah, exactly. Like you just have a Bismarck. You know what I mean? Like locator right now, which already takes like 20 disks. You know that of information that you have. Let's first, you know, uh,
2: just check Bismarck, but let's also do it tomorrow because we can't do everything today so, as much <laughs> as I, uh, we all wish we could. <laughs> I think my, Mike's going to go down to the office
0: and was there a way to make like copies in the 80s? They had Xerox copiers, but like, I don't know if you guys would, I would say like, you, maybe you'd have one. I mean, I don't know how common they were, you know, then the libraries had them, I believe where you could pay to do them. Yeah. You know? Hard to I say. I feel like it if
1: could... we have one, it's the most expensive thing in the office because yeah. that's like a, yeah. like, big that's office
3: what I'm thing. I'm they're yeah. very expensive. And I think usually you didn't
0: even own them. You had to rent them. Oh, so we'll just say you guys would go to the library most of the time when you need to make copies, you know, you are starting business, you know? So are you guys splitting up at this point or, or what, uh, what exactly? Uh, are you guys going to the bar? Are you guys going home? or? Wayne would probably check out the bar. You're going to go to the main bar. What about you, Derek?
3: I mean, uh, originally, I was planning like dropping them off at the office and then seeing how it goes. But if they are going to the bar, he, he might
0: even join them here. What about you, Michael? Are you going to the bar or are you going to not go to the bar tonight and kind of stay in? Well, honestly, I think... <laughs> michael is going
2: to do the absolutely paranoid thing and since they don't have a copier is going to copy all the documents they have by hand oh so he's, st- he's going to stay in the office and yeah and he's okay. going to like keep a backup at the office and also mm-hmm. like keep a backup at home in case someone breaks into the office that's a
0: smart call for sure so we are going to say you guys go back to the office and you uh derek and wayne are like hey let's go get some drinks and you guys head toward the bar mike you are in the office you have like a little tv we'll say like a little like a color tv that you have for people who are kind of like in the waiting area it's by where the couch is at actually where you guys would kind of watch tv sometimes and you turned it on you know it's kind of dark out and it's dim in the office you have your lamp on and then you're starting to copy the stuff over And you see on the TV, the local news, the evening news is coming on like at the nine o'clock news, you know, it comes on at six and it comes on again, like at nine or 10 and you're looking and you seeing like a bunch of the, the thing that kind of attracts your attention is that the red and blue strobing of police lights are coming from the TV while you're sitting there at the desk and you kind of look and there's a moment where you get up to go turn it up because you can't really quite hear. And you see that on there, it looks like there's a white Jeep that's like upside down And you see that there's like a bunch of cop cars around there. you're like, what the fuck is this shit? And there's a moment where like that kind of looks like Che's Jeep. And then you see where the news story will cut. And you see that it looks like that there's like security camera from like a bank or something where you see like his Jeep going by fast. And you see like there's a car following him speeding by fast. And and you're you're hearing about how gunshots were fired like downtown. And you see like where they show like the Jeep looked like it might have hit like a snowbank and rolled over. And we're going to go ahead and end the session right there.
3: Why don't you take a look through our growing catalog of one shot scenarios to find out about Chronicles of Darkness, Delta Green, Call of Cthulhu, 13th Age, Eclipse Phase, Rogue Trader, Slasher flick
0: and probably even more.